Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3. We're on the go at sasportstar.com, and this is part of our Super Bowl 56 coverage from Radio Row, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, Nearside App, Texas Cheerlecker, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. This is Michael Jimenez on Radio Road, joined by Eric Kramer, former NFL quarterback. How's the experience today? Fantastic. This place is impressive, man. There's a lot of people around here. Yeah, there is a lot. Man. A lot of excitement going on. You know, the Super Bowl is only a couple of days away. Right. It's a very, very interesting time. And uh, there's a lot going on when it comes to Radio Row. You're coming out uh, doing a lot of interviews right now. And we know you as a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you played for four NFL teams, I believe. And it's one of those things I remember watching you play growing up. And nowadays, you take a look at what's going on with the Super Bowl and all these teams that are playing right now. We have... The, the Bengals taking on the Rams. When you see the quarterback play going on right now, what do you see from Matthew Stafford? What do you see from a Joe Burrow? Well, to talk about Joe Burrow first, um, he, for a second-year player, even as a first-year player, he looked much more, um, I guess, mature, not only physically but mentally in how he approached things. And he doesn't ever seem to be without answers or confidence or the ability to pull off whatever he needs to pull off. And it's just fundamental stuff for the most part. Yeah. And fundamentals work. Um, and that's why I've, I've been so impressed with him. I've been so impressed with the direction the Bengals have taken. And not just Joe Burrow, but all the pieces around Joe Burrow. And they're not far off, in my opinion, from making this sort of a, a yearly habit of getting this far on a regular basis. The dude's a winner. That's what he did at LSU. He's doing it now in his second year. Take a look at Matthew Stafford, however. Matthew Stafford, completely different road to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, a decade of losing in Detroit, mm-hmm. and now he's finally in the spotlight, finally getting his chance to win a Super Bowl. What have you seen from him? Well, a lot of things that look like everybody thought would happen. So he also is a fantastic, fundamental quarterback. Uh, typically makes very good decisions and is accurate. But he also fell in this year to some spots where he didn't make good decisions and didn't make good throws. And so here you go into this playoffs where he's actually not on a roll. He's anything but. And people were wondering, okay, all these years we've said Matthew Stafford didn't have the people around him, and that's why he didn't win or win playoff games. Mm -hmm. But now what we've seen, is it really that or is it Matthew Stafford? And so I think he answered so far in the playoffs all those questions in all but one game, which is the next one. Yeah. We're with former NFL quarterback Eric Kramer. Uh, if I had to ask you who you got in this game, who do you have? Not because of either quarterback. I would say the Rams. That I think both teams have great quarterbacks. I think both teams have great teams. I think the Rams are better up front defensively. 
and offensively. And uh, that's what I think, and I could be wrong, but that's what I think is going to sway this game. You know, you're making your rounds here at Radio Row. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to uh, get a message out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've heard the stories before. Maybe you can kind of revisit them about the struggles that you've had mm-hmm. uh, in the past 10 years ago yeah. or so. Yeah. Uh, you had a, a child who passed away. Sure. And then, and then uh, a suicide attempt that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, fortunately, you did survive. Correct. But going through all that, what has that taught you? What, what, do you what, what perspective do you have now knowing that you are alive and seemingly healthy? So you're not going to find another person on the planet that's as happy when his feet hit the floor in the morning than me. And despite everything that's happened. Uh, so, yes, it was tragic when Griffin, who was 18 at the time, um, suddenly passed away um, from a heroin overdose. And Griffin had been uh, in 10th grade uh, that's when, in the middle of a school year, that's when he, 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 was, he entered into a drug rehab facility that then became an um, uh, outpatient program. And he was, what I thought, well on his way until the very end of that outpatient program when his thinking started to change a little bit. And it, I didn't foresee coming what, what came, but I kind of felt like this is not good. And um, so eventually um, that, mo- that morning came um, on October 30th, 2011, when I got a phone call from the Sheriff's Department. They didn't tell me what happened, but I knew something bad had happened. And so when I, when I walked up on those steps that morning at the Sheriff's Station, an officer came and met me outside and, and uh, told me. And then we actually, he drove me to the house that this happened at. And, um, and without getting into all the details, that was a tough day. You know, just to let you know, right around that time, 2011, 2012, uh, one of my best friends died of a heroin overdose as well. He's somebody I grew up with. And, yeah. uh, his name is John, and he was a, a, a good guy. But it's just, you know, how that kind of just creeps into your life yeah. and it becomes an addiction. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, losing a, a child is is devastating. I, I have never experienced that. I will never pretend to mm-hmm. know what that is like, but I do have kids, right. you know, right. and I can only imagine. But, you know, going into the struggles that it, it, it created for you, because mm-hmm. uh, obviously it, no one takes that well, but uh, it got to a point where you attempted suicide. And, I did. And, and looking back at it, um, you know, how blessed do you, do you feel knowing that you're still here with us? Like I said, I, you, you're not going to find a more grateful person than me for not just being here, but for doing now with my life something that's got a lot of purpose and meaning behind it. And that could be anything. Uh, I, I started coaching high school football. Yeah. Um, but you, I think, are alluding to there's a certain, there's a couple programs, but I'll just talk about one that have to do with mental health. And one that I've termed so far um, is a school-age mental health mentorship program. And it's going to start out being for fourth and fifth grade kids, probably in an after-school setting like a boys and girls club, and starting to identify, help them identify um, certain human characteristics and traits, values that they admire, hopefully in themselves, and that they can identify in others too. Um, things like simple things, honesty, or listening, but not just listening. So active listening, or empathetic listening, or drawing, helping to draw things out in people. Um, 
and then start to help mold those characteristics a little broader and then eventually start to identify those things in other people that you would then pull in and start building your own home team around and support system, so to speak. And so when things in school at a young age, things like bullying occur or what's going on now with the kids having to learn in online or, you know, young kids especially. Um, But then when, when challenges crop up, you've got to go to it and more than one. And so that you start to learn how to deal with life's challenges as they come. And as you grow older, the challenges grow up and out. And so by the time you're in end of high school, this program will have helped helped guide you so that when you come out, that's your home team goes with you and you go with you. I'm with former NFL quarterback Eric Kramer. Do you think that right now kids, and I say kids, I'm saying teens, and I, I, you know, you can say also those in elementary school as well, do you think they have a harder time growing up compared to what we went through when Absolutely. we were growing up? Was there social media when you were growing no, up? No, there wasn't. Correct. So... Uh, were there people posting things about you that you didn't know were being posted? And so you were being isolated at the same time this was going on, and you didn't know it? You would feel it. Right. But you, you had no way to express it or and no one to talk to about it, no one that was your age especially. And so now with something like this, there will be. Now, this program that you're talking about, how can people learn more about it? And also you were talking to me about a book that you might be taking part of as well. Right. So this program specifically has no, there's no nonprofit set up for it yet. We're going to join another nonprofit for the time being. But I, I kind of envision this not only having a website and an app and all this stuff that goes along with that. We're going to start it out small in one NFL city. Well, this NFL city has many more pro sports teams than just the Rams. And other cities have other pro sports teams, including NFL teams. And so this is going to be, you know, when I talk about NFL teams and the Rams, I envision us going to the Rams and saying, hey, could you donate a player to us for a week? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a time or two or three or four. And talk to our kids about your experience at that age when you were in school. Because they probably have stories about school on campus, their families. Sometimes the parents don't start out as the solution. And so um, we're hoping that, you know, kids can identify with the guy that they see on Sundays in a uniform, but now he's sitting in their classroom. And, uh, and then what I also see is that same guy who's part of a rookie symposium you know, the NFL has this legends community now, which are people like me that they call legends. So there's legends that live in this town, too, that could also be part of that rookie symposium. So those very mentors that are mentoring kids become mentored themselves. That's fantastic. Sounds like an outstanding mission. And good luck again. Your high Thank school you. f- uh, football coach as well. Yeah, good yeah. luck with Thank that you. as well. Uh, that was Eric Kramer, former NFL quarterback joining us at Radio Row here at Super Bowl 56. Thank you for being with us, and we'll have more from Radio Row when we come back.